0: Hey you, are you new in town? Do you wanna hang out, see the sights, or a sunrise? Hey you, are you feeling down? Do you wanna lay around, have a break, and some advice? Oh, it's easy having pals running around while we're living. Oh, it's easy having pounds. Come on down, have a listen. Well, howdy. Welcome to episode 6 of It's Easy Heaven Pals. I'm your pal, Bianca, and I have just narrowly escaped some pretty severe technical difficulties. I uh, forgot to select which microphone to record with, and um, uh, needless to say, I was very confused for a hot second there. But it's all sorted out now. Should be fine. I'll tell you, though, at the moment, I'm feeling... Slightly irritated, Uh, a little fussy perhaps, I think is a good word to use. Um, If you hear any sounds in the background, by the way, I recently invested in um, some enrichment activities for the rats at the dollar store. I found a little dog toy wherein you hide treats under cups and... Your pet of preference will move the cups to get to the treats. And because Mush was destroying things, I um, decided to give her a little something to do. Anyway, so while Mush works away at uncovering some Cheerios, <laughs> which honestly I wish you could see, it's really something to witness. Um, anyways, I just I just finished and submitted my final assignment for my proofreading course, and that was nerve-wracking. I haven't had to complete and turn in a test like that in, uh, man. How many years has it been since 20, 2017? At least that many. Um, So uh, this was a challenge, and I took it very seriously because that's the kind of person that I am. I was given two documents to proofread, and I did. And it took me uh, about four hours because I want to pass so I can do this job. Um, If you didn't know, (laughs) I'm in 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 the market to become a proofreader and editor. I have, uh, I guess I've chosen a career path for now, which is exciting and terrifying. And, uh, I really, 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 really want to be good at it. You know, I really do. I enjoy the work deeply, much like, uh, editing audio and video and jigsaw puzzles. They all tickle the same part of my brain you know, in the same way. It's very satisfying when I can piece things together to make them make better sense. I love that. That's great for me. And so I'm terribly excited to be starting on this journey of being a proofreader and editor. And you know what, it's freelance work, so I can really embrace my eccentric habits of uh, being a nighttime person, and I really have lately because my bedtime is now somewhere around 4 a.m. I don't know how that happened. I can't say I love that. That's where things start to get kind of sad, you know? I think past, past 1 a.m. for me is where things start to get dicey, and um, and uh, upwards, upwards of 2.30 is just sad. It was just a depressing time. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what I'm doing at that time. Laying around, not sleeping, thinking about going to bed. But the time, the things that have to happen between me going to bed and me getting up from the current laying down position are too many. And so instead I just lay and think. Anyway, I don't really know where I was going with that, but uh, this episode's a fun one. I've got my friend Jeremy, honorary brother, meditation group leader, uh, all-around cool guy. He facilitates the group meditations that I attend weekly, and um, I'm very thankful for my friendship with him. He's really created a space where I've had some deeply profound healing moments, and um, the little family that has sprung up from that group is genuinely something that I really cherish. Jeremy, uh, who also refers to himself as germs occasionally, Uh, he's wise, he's funny, he's in a, a really cool band. He's the kind of person who's really been through a lot and has done a lot of really hard work on himself and is now using his, his own experiences as a, a foundation to helping other people. That's what he does for a job is um facilitating these groups of mindfulness and music and healing and recovery and i really admire that about him he brings this level of realness to our group meditations that that helps every meeting feel really grounded and um and i think that allows for a level of playfulness uh a level of exploration and um, ultimately just a whole lot of love so i enjoyed this conversation we talk about uh, buddhism we talk about thought experiments we talk about ai Um, and uh, i'm just glad that i got a chance to sit down with my good friend germs and uh, we got to chat and now i get to share it with you so Without further ado, get comfy, get cozy, hunker down, and listen up to this episode with my friend, Jeremy.
1: Oh, we're recording now? Yep.
0: Surprise.
1: Good. Okay, Um, what do I think about Joy and Suffering? I've written a song recently about it. Yeah? It's about like the eight worldly winds. Do you know about that? Have you ever heard Dharma talks Mm -hmm. about the eight worldly winds? Um, Well, there's different translations, but it's like, um, my version of it in my lyrics, um, it is pretty rhymy because it's a fucking song. (laughs) It's joy, pain, loss, gain, Mm -hmm. uh, pride, shame, praise, and blame. So these are the winds that affect us, obviously, blow us around, right? Um, And the idea is to not be overwhelmed by the worldly winds, to find our our stable ground, you know, our equanimity, Mm -hmm. so that that we can handle all of life's punches, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But the Zen perspective that I I often kind of um, embrace regarding, like, the connection or the non-separateness, I find really helpful Um, that, like, pleasure and pain are not separate.
2: Mm.
1: Kind of like a yin-yang... Like, there's, there's always disappointment attached to anything that's fun to yeah. some degree.
2: hmm
0: Yeah.
1: There's impermanence, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing lasts forever. There's right? expectation. There's expectation. Yeah. Um, you know, the things that we find useful are also unreliable work, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: people are also humans, so they're unreliable as well, right, and um, things that happen to us, like the impersonality, like, we're kind of talking Duca now, right, like, it's unsatisfactory, you know, it's ultimately, you know, um, a trap, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, life is kind of like a joke, and hopefully, though, we can see the humor in that cosmic joke, right? Mm -hmm so so as for like joy and were you saying pain It's the two things
0: um suffering joy, suffering, and
1: suffering joy and suffering right so i find it helpful to look at it as yeah not separate yeah it's not two sides of the coin but like different um different facets of the same jewel
0: mm-hmm. i really like that it kind of um reminds me you know Pete Holmes. You guys are good close, right? Yeah, yeah, good old Petey. We go way back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he talks about this book called Existential Kink a lot that I haven't read, um, but based on what he talks about it, it sounds kind of like what you're talking about. Like not only is like are like the comfortable and uncomfortable experiences of life one, but we kind of love it. When it doesn't feel good, like, you know what I mean? No, like, he calls it nasty, delicious. Like hmm. you kind of secretly like it. It keeps things spicy when things don't go your way. Like, like, I don't know. it just adds a little bit of drama to the day when you get a paper cut and you weren't expecting it. Like it's sort of I
1: think I see what you're saying. you know what I mean. I think that's attachment to ego.
2: You think so? Because
1: it's reifying the me, me, me. So it's like this happened to me mm. and now I'm like there's more eyes and and me and mm-hmm. you know, mine that you get to talk about.
0: I guess so. Yeah, you know,
1: the ego likes to think it's this and when something happens to it, like maybe it's like new new fodder, new stuff to to chew on and spit out and be mad about when really it's totally impersonal.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's totally imperson- impersonal. I think the point is, like, depending on what you know so much more than I do, by the way. I'm That's not true. Just a baby in, on the spiritual path. But, like, they talk about, um, you know, the wheel of life and the God realm and the human realm. And the God realm is perfect. Everything is perfect all the time. And then we, it gets kind of boring. And so we come here, to experience the drama of Mm. human life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think being able to, like, be unattached to the experience and step into a place of, like, whoa, this is wild. This is happening to me. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Mm -hmm. How fun. Um, Is a... I mean, I don't know where that fits into... An attachment and all that stuff, but I, I just think that helps helps me not let things, like, destroy my day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good, good uh, perspective or, or to, to way to look at it for sure. I don't know shit about those different realms in Buddhism, really. Like, I've read a little book about it, and honestly, some of that, like, uh, more I don't know if it's, like, mythology or, or whatever, like, kind of like I'm just not 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 interested but it's not what helps me mm-hmm. to like be more scholarly and know all the different branches and yeah all the deities I think it's all interesting um, but what you said reminded me like the god realm and then like needing a new experience mm-hmm. that reminds me of like Alan Watts mm-hmm. who was kind of all over the map regarding like cool ways of like kind of like thought experiments and I think Ramdos did it, too, where it's like, imagine you were God, right? You've probably heard this before. And, you know, since you're God, there's not other gods, let's say, right? And you're, like, kind of bored. You know, you're like, huh, eh, this is getting old. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've been God for a long time. What can I do to amuse myself? I'm going to create this little video game or whatever, and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be um, this guy with all this money and all this whatever, and... Um, After a while, you do another life where it's like, I'm going to be this other cool guy that has a bunch of fucking cars or whatever. And then that gets a little boring. And so then you eventually start doing these lives where they're not so pleasant, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the game has to be where you don't know your god, too. Mm. That's part of it. So, like, you're in this human form. You got to figure some shit out. I like to say, like, a video game because then it's more of an adventure, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually, after however many... Um, reboots of the game resets or whatever deaths right Um, you would be who you are now Mm. and this is just an interesting of a level as king solomon or whatever Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know and so it's fun to like put my mind in the perspective of i'm playing mario and here's this challenge in life and I, i jump over it or i stomp on it like a goomba and then i get like flower power and i get to like shoot, you know, fireballs. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it more fun. Yeah. And plus like our story would be boring. Our movie would be boring if it was just easy all the time. Mm-hmm. That video game wouldn't be fun to play.
0: Mm, yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Like if if i was to write a book, which people have told me to do, like an autobiography or whatever.
0: Of whatever.
1: (laughs) I don't want to, because there's still big parts of me that hate myself. Mm. But, like all the pitfalls and, like, arrests and uh, mental institutions that I'm not really ashamed of, but those things uh, that I don't really want to write about, those would make for an interesting story, Mm -hmm. right? And um, that's the way it was supposed to be, you Mm. know? There's an arc to it. And there's probably going to be some more, hopefully not arrests or mental institutions, but sad chapters. Yeah. Right? People are going to die. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but it, it helps the, like, spectrum be more spectrous. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's mm-hmm. more full spectrum. It's more high def. Yeah. Than just, like, you know, level one, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think would happen if you wrote your book and you got all the the parts of you that you hate on paper, and then people read it and those were the parts that they loved the most?
1: That'd be that'd be a the, the good idea. I, I mean, I don't know how I would feel. I'd be surprised, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually happens sometimes, like with with my partner. It's just like. I can't believe you forgave me or something, you know, it's like, you're like, I expect to be shamed Mm. or, or, uh, that worry that I had, uh, is supposed to be fulfilled. Mm. Like I'm supposed to feel bad now. Like, how are you still loving me? You're weird. You know, there's something wrong with you if you like me. Interesting. Um, yeah. Huh. There's some loathing in there still that got installed that I'm trying to be friends with you know you talk about it too because you're smarter than me <laughs> and finding those parts and asking them what they need
2: mm-hmm.
1: or just being with them not even needing to do anything but just allow or lean into that feeling that part or whatever it's, it's hard work but um, I don't think it's about trying to uninstall those uh, beliefs or personalities as much as just to recognize that they're there And they talk about this in lots of different, whatever, therapeutic modalities. Like, there's one, Internal Family Systems. Mm -hmm. There's a book called No Bad Parts. And there's another book that I read um, called You Are Who You've Been Looking For. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to read the title over and over again. And and I want to believe it, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's parts of me that definitely don't believe that.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, But the idea that resonates with me the most is I want to be the container, not any of the parts. I want to be the container for Mm, the parts.
0: That's really good. Right? I like that a lot. Yeah. When do you feel the most loving towards yourself?
1: Hmm. Good question, podcaster Bianca. (laughs) 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 Seriously, like, I'm really impressed with your um chillness right now maybe just cuz i'm anxious but you're doing Are a, you? you're doing a fucking great job
0: do you want the weighted blanket
1: that's weird is it i think so why is that weird i don't know i'll try it okay <laughs> let's
0: i love this thing i only got it recently cuz i made one that was way too heavy and every time i'd use it mm-hmm. it would make me more anxious really um but now i sleep under this
1: Well, for sleep, that kind of makes sense, right? Because it'll keep you still or something?
0: No, like pressure. We used to do this when I was an occupational therapy tech. We would, um, if kids were like overstimulated Mm -hmm. or anxious, we would put them like in between those sort of wedge shaped folding exercise mats Mm. for the gym and just like push on it gently until they calmed down.
1: It's Mm. like good for your nervous system. Thundercoats.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: What if the Thundercats wore Thundercoats?
0: Uh, they would never get anything done. <laughs> They'd be so They'd relaxed be all the time. They'd yeah. be They'd
1: be drinking coconut oolong. Yep. <laughs> and, like, just doing podcasts. Exactly. With the thunderco- Thundercats. <laughs> 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 no, like, my anxiety is actually just... It's one of those parts that I live with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it goes away quicker than other times. Yeah. You know, and... I think that's my work, is just to be like, you're anxious, deal with it. Not deal with it, but be there anyway.
2: Mm.
1: You know, I mean, I could stop right now and, and breathe a little bit.
2: We
0: could, if you wanted.
1: And that's actually probably the main thing that gives me anxiety, is just forgetting to breathe.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm talking a lot I want to keep talking I want to be interesting and I forget to fucking breathe you know
0: yeah I get it
1: like taking the time to advocate for myself Mm -hmm. and just be like hold on a minute you know or even saying, "Let me think about that," and yeah. then taking a breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't I do that more for me? It's not hard.
0: It's not hard.
1: <laughs> it shouldn't I be anyway. I,
0: well, yeah, it shouldn't be hard. I don't like to shit myself, but um, I try not to anyway. I wish it wasn't hard, but I definitely I think for me the like, hold on, let me think about this. Hold on, let me breathe and like gather myself. I I feel like I'm imposing my presence. On someone, if I'm not being actively useful to them by talking or doing something, and so being like, let, wait a minute," and let me be a person in front of you, yeah, is like really vulnerable for me.
1: Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, it's it's modeling that it's okay to do that. Yeah, you know. So if if you have a hard family a tough family member to deal with, like you don't want to like tell them like you know you should meditate more. <laughs> So if it's helpful um, for you, and it might be helpful for them, you can be like, "Do you mind if um, I just take five breaths right now?" And basically, you're you're meditating, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll they'll probably begrudgingly wait for you, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody with ADD has problems <laughs> with that kind of stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
1: myself included. Um, but that's actually what my teacher um, Sokazan has instructed us to kind of do if we need to, like. Instead of suggesting anything, just doing it in front of them so yeah. um, people are exposed in a gentle way. You know, just looking down. You don't even have to say, hold on, do you mind? Or, I need a second. Even though then it's making it about you instead of saying, like, you're stressing me out. You know, I need to breathe. You just look down. Take your time. Let there be awkward silence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like... We're so conditioned to have to fill the, the silence. hmm It can sometimes be a really fun game, actually, to just sit there and have, like...
2: Hmm.
1: You know, in fact, I was just thinking about this not too long ago. I think I might start a podcast myself. hmm And it's going to be... Um, a meditation podcast and I'm gonna do silent meditations and um, <laughs> and I'm gonna do it in a really really well um, soundproofed room uh-huh. with a really sensitive microphone
2: mm.
1: um, so as funny as like what you thought it was gonna be is where there's just absolutely zero sounds you will hear me shuffle just a little bit Ooh. and probably some swallowing
2: mm-hmm. the
1: occasional fart so you just, yeah. you just sit with almost silence, because there's no such thing, probably, really, anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: Do you want a pillow? For... No. Okay. No.
1: I was just shifting since I noticed, uh, since I just mentioned shifting. I was like, oh, I need to shift. <laughs> I think that'd be a really good podcast. I think so, too. Yeah.
0: Hilarious. It just, every
1: episode, else. ding, <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> And every now and then I forget to breathe and I'm like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: One episode is just very quiet. <laughs> doing
2: really Those happen meditation. for me. Yeah, me too.
1: Those are the best meditations when I just like notice there's something that needs to be released and I let it happen. Yeah. Right, and, and then it's a good way too to tune into the body and just feel the tear go down my shirt or whatever. Yeah. Like appreciate it. hmm You know?
0: Yeah. I've only just recently learned how to cry um I even just a few years ago I felt really silly just crying alone even um but now I cry a lot and I love it
1: now tell me this do you try to cry or do you notice it happening and then you let it expand
0: um I don't think I try to cry um It just, and sometimes I don't even really, it's a a hard thing to describe because it's like tears don't fall, but I get like that welling in my chest and like a little lip quiver, but like nothing really Hmm. happens. And it's just like a brief moment of like, oh, and then it'll pass. Um, There are some times when I'm like, boy, I need to cry. And then I'll watch a sad movie or something. Usually, Dead Poet Society.
1: I used to. Kind of, I think I was sort of addicted to sadness, to depression, mm. because it was comforting. It was familiar.
2: Yeah.
1: And if something started kind of hitting me and I would feel that behind the eyes, it would sort of trigger more sad things to think about.
2: Mm.
1: And I would just fall into that. And it was not like a suicidal thing, um, it was really like this weird. Soggy blanket discomfort, Mm -hmm. you know, of like now I'm going to think about every cat that I've had Mm -hmm. and how it died, you know, like I would just keep like I think I I use this analogy sometimes and I love it um, of like a bungee cord. That has a bunch of like balls or something on it, and each ball is kind of like a memory or something. And I would just jangle that bungee cord till it got all the way to the bottom. Mm. Pain all the way to the bottom, yeah. you know, like like it would kind of do that, and um, I would just stay there and be sad. And um, I think I'm I'm I think I'm evolving to kind of like what you're talking about of like just like letting yourself kind of be there. Learning how to cry in a, a healthy way, you know, like mm-hmm. the suffering we're talking about, it's there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's there. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is gonna last forever. Um, it's all. It's all part of that same. That same multifaceted jewel. And how can we let it be there and still enjoy this silly fucking video game?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never answer my question about when you feel the most loving towards yourself.
1: It's <laughs> still still mulling back there, probably.
2: Okay. No rush.
1: When do I feel the most loving towards myself? Yeah. I, what comes to mind is pride. Like, when I feel proud of myself mm-hmm. would be um, when I take a step back. has to be a pretty big one. To realize how far I've come mm. um, because that self-loathing is is still more in the foreground it's usually right there of like I'm not doing enough yeah I'm doing good but mm. but but but
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know the, the tape really wants to to like you know go towards negativity bias like yesterday I did a whole bunch of work like a really really good busy day. I made made really good money It's not that way every day, but it's like I interacted with 65 people, you know and Offered some encouragement and motivation or whatever and had good energy and didn't fuck anything up I did fine. I did great um, But there was like one thing that I that happened Um, in like a tiny little gap of a really big work day that I'm like I should have done this I should have gone to the grocery store and made a meal and that one hour I took for myself became this like thing it's like I was almost looking for something to beat myself up about
2: Mm.
1: you know Um, so I had to take a big step back and usually I can decompress at the end of the day pretty good Um, and my partner helps me do that we we have a good way to like kind of um, reflect back and forth what we should be grateful for. What's, you know, we're we're supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I take a step back, and I see that I'm a totally different person than ten years ago. You know, um, I'm I'm not um, what those parts believe I am. I'll get real tender. And that's when the good tears, super good tears, if we're going to rank tears, that's when those happen. Top 10 tears. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 tears of tears. Um, yeah, the, the like, like the voice that, that makes the tears, like, you're a good person. You're mm. good. You're good enough. You know, keep going. I love you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's when I, I feel like I'm holding myself.
2: hmm
1: I'm not sure if that's really actually the right answer, if there's a right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's gratitude that helps me find um, the love for myself. Like, gratitude for myself. That that, that crazy adventure, that story matters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think?
0: I like that a lot. I, I think it's pretty easy to hate yourself. We grow up in a world that um, wants us to, so we will buy things. And I think from a very early age, those neural pathways are easily, paved in our brains, and they're hard to, hard to escape, um, and I think when it comes to when I'm feeling down about myself, instead of, I don't know, it's, instead of, like, feeling love for... For feeling down. Uh, This is not gonna make a lot of sense, but like um, Ram Dass talks about like loving your dark thoughts and stuff and um, I feel like the part of me that has those and experiences those is like separate Mm. in a weird way and so I think finding love for the fact that I'm feeling it instead of the feelings themselves. Like if a friend were to be like, man, I didn't do enough today. I hate myself. You know, it would be really hard to, what are you going to do to combat that? Like, "No, no, you're great. If they're in that place, it's like, they're going kind of, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing I can say. It's gonna get them out of there, you know. Mm-hmm. But to be like, "eh, I love you anyway,"
2: mm-hmm.
0: is it is a different vibe, you know? Yeah. It simultaneously allows that experience to be true mm-hmm. and um, allows space and compassion to be yeah. like, "yeah, you feel that way." Of course, you do. You've had a hard, hard road. It's hard to be a person.
1: You're talking in my language about, like, ego states, right? Those different parts take control. And it makes me think about, um, I played a, a show on Monday, and afterwards I was watching a little video that I had recorded, and I'm like, I wore the wrong shirt. <laughs> my arms look fat. Oh Fat and white and flabby. And there was plenty of actually other negative things I could have fixated on. But maybe that was, like, the, the one that wouldn't hurt quite so bad. I don't know. Or maybe that's the worst one, is just the vanity part. I'm old, I'm fat, whatever. And somebody um, was trying to comfort me. And she just kept saying real nice things like, you're not, you're a real good looking guy, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And plus she was a little drunk, so she was just pissing me off more. Mm -hmm. It was just like, okay, okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. I still fucking believe I wore the wrong shirt and my arms look fat, you know, like, they're not fat, you're not fat. I'm like, yeah, maybe logically I know that, but you're not helping when, you know, the guy that's insecure as fuck is in control. And it's tough to meet people where they're at and know that and that whole empathy game it's so hard not to give unsolicited advice or compliments that never help
0: yeah a fun thing I like to play with with my thoughts like that um, would be to be like yeah so what so what if I am my shirt looks stupid and I'm fat and flabby? what if that's true what does that mean
1: (laughs) <laughs> so are you like talking to like, like from part to part, you're like having conversations or you're just yeah. like exploring that and seeing yeah. if, seeing if the, the container, the true self or whatever can answer.
0: Yeah. Like when I'm having fear, if it's a fear over like, sometimes I'll get really stuck in like, I'm scared my car is going to get broken into or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe. You know, there's mm-hmm. a part of me that, that can be like That might happen and we have insurance And we can deal with it and it's gonna be okay And I'm like, yeah, but what if it does? Like, I just can't let go of that fear And so then The next step is to play the game And be like, yeah, okay So what if it does? What are you gonna do then? What if that happens? What if I what 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 then? And then that forces the part of my brain that's stuck To be like to To not listen anymore, mm-hmm. but but then to be like, well, I, I guess that I'd probably, like, you know, go through the steps of whatever and really think about it and realize on their own mm-hmm. that it would be fine.
1: Yeah, learning to let go. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is that you thought you ever had control in the first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad news is you're falling through the air. (laughs) Good news is there's no ground. Yep. But that still doesn't make us feel better. (laughs) Not really. Yeah. I mean, if you can really find, like, complete acceptance that you can't do shit about shit, I mean, please teach me, Mm -hmm. you know? But my favorite thing I've made up that's probably not even original is let there be shit. Let
0: there be shit, baby. Let there be shit. I love that. It yeah. kind of reminds me, I think I said this to you, but I learned it in college, is um, dare to suck.
1: Dare to suck.
0: Because it's easy to not even, like, try things because you're worried that you're going to be bad at it mm-hmm. or you're going to look stupid. Like, make something bad. Sound stupid.
1: you got to suck balls Embarrass before himself. you can kick ass.
0: <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The first step in, in being good is sucking. It's true. Yeah. Dare to suck. Dare to you know, and, um, you know, I think there's a book called, like, Fail, Failing Greatly or something. Like, that's, that's what courage is, is acting in spite of fear. Mm-hmm. There's a good definition that I really like. You know, fear is there, but just do it anyway. Yeah. And getting out of your comfort zone is good for you. Mm-hmm. it's really good for you and my anxiety now is much less mm. you know it passes it, it'll stay longer if we keep thinking about it mm-hmm. especially like just like thinking it'll never go away yeah you're, you're perpetuating that cycle of like you're reactivating it it's really not that it stayed there. It's that you kept starting it again. hmm You kept putting the tape back in the fucking deck, right? You put it on repeat or whatever. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. I'm just getting this image of, um... I was gonna ask you, do you ever, like, welcome your anxiety?
1: In what way? What do you mean?
0: Uh, I mean, like, sometimes it's, like, helpful to... to say welcome and thank you, like... Mm. I, I hear you, I see you, yeah. you're Confession. welcome here, you're just trying to keep me safe, mm-hmm. thank you, you know, and then I had this image of, like, you're going through the grocery store and you pick up your anxiety like an unruly kid, put it in the little seat in your cart and it's still there, but now it's, like, strapped in and you can push it around, but you're still going to run your errands.
1: I try, you know, I, I try to see that there's a reason it's there, that it was, you know, a coping mechanism or protective something there, you know, um, got me out of unsafe situations or whatever, right? Like fight and flight. Mm -hmm. Um, But mostly I think I'm, I'm trying to just be okay with it, be like an acquaintance instead of like, I don't know, I like that idea, though, of welcoming it. Or at least greeting it, right? You mm-hmm. know, say like, hi, I see you. What's up? Yeah. You know. Um, I think sometimes, though, I kind of got to be a little bit stern. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Be like, no, you're not sitting in the front seat today. Yeah. You know, you, you can still be here, but uh, backseat buddy. Yeah. You know, like, at least when it's with stuff that's really self-sabotaging. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's, if it's you know, the suicidal thoughts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not helping today, buddy. Yeah. You know? Like, there's really not a reason to be talking like that Mm -hmm. you know laying down a little bit of like tough love Mm -hmm. you know we're not going to the supermarket we're not being no no Mm -hmm. sorry no candy Mm -hmm. no i understand you're upset um you can throw your tantrum in the back seat yeah you know that makes me feel better anyway to know that i do have a little bit of power a little bit Mm -hmm. you know
0: I've definitely. There are some thoughts that sometimes I just have to be like, "All right, edgelord, Lord, cool out a little bit. It's not that
2: serious." Edge Lord.
0: Edge Lord, come on, you're. It's shut up, like. Oh my god! Yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> With all the love, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. I do like thinking about parts, though. Like. Like, that type of thinking is really helpful for me because, you know, I definitely still have, like, the inner Beavis is one of my favorite uh, guys to identify. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and it's uncomfortable to talk about with a female, actually. But it's like, there's a little fucking (laughs) 13-year-old prepubescent or pubescent guy that's like, (laughs) butts, (laughs) like, all day fucking long. And you know i'm I'm wiser and older and more mature, and I know I'm not gonna do anything stupid mm-hmm. um but he's still there. It's really annoying, like like inappropriate humor is something that I'm just I'm not gonna do anymore, mm-hmm. but he's such a little little nerd in there, you know, and society installed him. It yep. wasn't my fault mm-hmm. you know um
0: I feel like that's a pretty human thing, yeah. I have never known anybody to not at least be like nice when I mean, yeah. something like that comes up. Well,
1: um, I think we find our our way if we're if we're doing work if we care um, enough to slow down. You know, I think eventually everybody figures out their way, whether it's this lifetime or not. But yeah. you know, like like that's one of my biggest challenges is to to like come to terms with the body I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, and my relationship to other bodies and not looking at us though as bodies yeah like I I went to Brighton not Brent, sorry um Everett house do you know Everett house it's like this hippie spa like in a cool neighborhood in, in Portland that's clothing optional but nobody wears clothes mm-hmm. you know and when I first started going there was definitely a huge part that was like oh, naked people and then pretending <laughs> That I'm totally normal yeah. and show, and this is just natural, you know. But a, a pretty big part was Beavis.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but it was a challenge um, to, an intentional challenge that I did to, for myself mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. To sit and meditate in the naked sauna and like I would make up some mantras maybe that are like, may I see all people as souls, not bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, may I, may I look into their eyes with love instead of lust. Things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, and even though the eyes, the Beavis eyes are being pulled that way, Mm -hmm. to just be okay with them being here, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I'm still working on it, but it's better, you know. I
0: feel like that kind of space, well, actually, I don't know. There may be some people who are totally comfortable I've been in a in a clothing optional spa before. It was a fun experiment I did on myself. Um, and I And we
1: know it's natural. Yeah. Or should be.
0: My my brain was like it was more on like my own insecurity, I guess, of like, well that person looks like that. I don't look like that. Comparative. Am I normal? Are you normal? What's normal? Like, mm. don't, just don't think about it. <laughs> like, stare at the corner. Um, and it was a really, and then I was thinking a lot about how other people were thinking of me. It was interesting. Yeah, was it's interesting. Right? For a spa, I have never been less relaxed.
1: <laughs> I love being naked. I love it. And I'm
0: too cold all the time. Too cold. I'm a chilly kind of guy. Yeah. I've got to be wrapped up.
1: Well, in certain situations like a hot springs, mm. or a sauna for that matter, like it just makes sense. Like You don't wear clothes in the shower. You, you know. You don't? You, no. Oh. You don't. Nobody does. Welp. Uh-oh, you're doing it wrong. Means
0: a lot, actually. <laughs>
1: But, like, um, especially in nature, I was speaking to Hot Springs, um, Brighton Bush is what I started to say before, and that's my favorite place in the world, Mm -hmm. to go and just be naked in nature and minerals and a river, and, like, there's a natural sauna that has hot spring steam coming into it. It's the most restorative, beautiful place in the world. Off the grid, no Wi-Fi, nothing, you know, super nice. But I really think we are really repressed as a culture. Oh, definitely. It's like the comparison that you were speaking to about, of course, like not having perfect bodies or are we normal? Um, We only see people on TV that are like not quite human looking, basically, Mm -hmm. but we think that's what we're supposed to look like.
0: Yeah. It sucks. It does suck.
1: That was delicious coconut oolong. Do
0: you like it? I think the water was a little bit too hot. She was kind of bitter, but.
1: Blanky, I, mm, Blankie, I See, love you. I you do were like
0: in, it. <laughs> like 20 minutes ago, you're like, that's weird. I steal. And now you're all cozy. He's
1: cozy.
0: <laughs> pranked.
1: <laughs> What'd you say?
0: I said pranked.
1: Was that the MTV show? Or are you just saying I don't the know, word say pranks? Prank.
0: I think it's funny to. I mean, I pull pranks on myself all the time. And I think it's funny to do something nice for somebody and then be like, Pranks, I got you so good. <laughs> Surprise, it's your favorite drink. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's like the opposite of. like. Usually pranks are surprising and mean. But to be like,
1: Haha, ha, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you prank yourself with nice things too?
0: Um, sometimes nice things. Sometimes I prank myself by hiding things that I need um, on accident. Like future me or past me will prank future me um, by being like, "This needs this this item needs a home. I'm going to put it away," <laughs> and then a few days later, I'm like, "What? Did, where did I what?" I, I hit it. And then it's, instead of getting mad about it, being like, pranked. I got got. <laughs> that, that was a
2: good one.
1: Oh, man, that's such a helpful attitude that I would like to adopt because my prankster um, is a jerk. <laughs> like, he's all confident mm. and making these big to-do lists for the guy in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then the guy in the morning, man, he gets pissed off. I'm like, why didn't you do it last night, dude? <laughs> Ah, oh, you're so lazy. <laughs> this is not a funny joke. I don't like this list of to-dos. <laughs> that's
2: funny. Oh
1: man. Oh oh you told me I could get all this done, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think it's like a self y kind of guy. You can also
0: look at it like past you had complete faith that morning. That's years. the funny
1: thing that's not funny. <laughs> is who do you think I am in the morning? <laughs> it takes me two hours to not hate the world.
0: Yep. Oh man. Yeah, I'm really grappling with who I am and who I think I should be these days.
1: Um I wrote a new song about that. Did you? Yeah. I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Um it's funny. I'm really bad at remembering my own lyrics. Um
0: while well, you're trying to remember, speaking of your songs, I have to say that I get mm-hmm. the song that you shared with me about your <laughs> Firefly DVD stuck oh, in my
1: head really? so
0: much. I cannot tell you how much that that delighted me.
1: I only played it off my phone once. You sent it you to me. And you still remember it? Oh, yeah. I sent it to well,
0: you. Well, it's got like one line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's gold. <laughs>
1: what's your problem <laughs> give my dvd box, box set back. back
0: and then it goes like that for a long time and then the very last line it's just a really wind chime
1: drag- is all it is <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
0: then the last line how you just keep going Season one DVD box set starring Joshua Jackson, who played Pacey in
2: Dawson Creek. Back.
0: <laughs> it's like exactly my brand of humor.
1: I I rebought that that season. Um, it was a Fringe. It was Firefly. Fringe Fire. Yeah. Really. Fringe is such a good show. It really is. But um. I remember the chorus lyrics for that song, but it's just, who do you think you are? Who do you think you should be? Where do you think you are? Mm. Where do you think you should be? I think I'm here is mm-hmm. the name of the song. And yeah, that's um, that's been like my year, is identity. Mm. Like, what can I be? Who do I think I am? Who do I think I should be? I'm I'm like a, a slow learner when it comes to... Change, change is hard. What? Change is hard. Yeah. I've
0: never heard that.
1: <laughs> and and good things, too, yeah. still are mm-hmm. hard. When good things are still... Like, like I resist it. Like, no, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yeah, I did all this stuff to get get this good stuff. But I'm resisting enjoying it sometimes. You know, it's like... Yeah. Ugh, like... Yeah. It's weird. You know, success. Fear of success, maybe. Is it fear-based? You know, like, it's weird.
2: Yeah. The ego,
1: man. Identity. And, um, we're never who we think we are, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone has... A weird little model of who you are in their head that is different than who you think you are. Mm -hmm. You know, like, who I think you are and what I think about you is totally different than what you think about yourself, most likely, anyway.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It's so funny.
2: Such a weird
1: game consciousness.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: And we're never who we are. Or whenever who we think we are throughout the day It's changing too, right? Mm -hmm. Talking about all those different parts and those ego states We hear the voice in our head And it's saying shit from all kinds of different angles And Mm -hmm. it changes our perception Moment by moment of How cool we are, how stupid we are You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we're all that shit, I guess
2: Yeah
0: I've been playing a lot lately with Doing the opposite. Um, like what? Like, um, well, I guess in sort of two respects. Like, I struggle a lot with not um, with habits like being on my phone um, or like needing to fill. I feel uncomfortable with just sitting and not knowing what to do with myself. So when I have a couple of minutes and I'm like, I don't have time to like get into something, but it's like not enough time to just go to mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing, you know. The knee jerk for pretty much anything is to just like get on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so doing the opposite like leaning into the thing that makes me feel uncomfortable but that is like safe you know like okay so what would, what would happen if I just sat here for mm-hmm. five minutes not mm-hmm. even meditating like just sit and feel awkward sit and feel uncomfortable um and then doing the opposite of like what I think I should be doing If I have it real in my head, like, oh, I should be a morning person. I should go to bed earlier and get up earlier and be productive. I should be this, or I should be funny, or I should be Mm -hmm. quiet. Like, playing with the idea of doing the opposite of that. Like, what if I am loud? What if I am a nighttime person? Like,
1: just... What if you're not a person?
0: Whoa. That could be... You
1: feel what if we're all just robots we're just organic AI and we don't even know it would it matter I don't know <laughs> we are self-replicating already aren't we yeah yeah I don't
0: think it would matter
1: I saw a creepy Android today a little video of like a very realistic face. It, luckily I'm glad didn't have the whole skin Ugh. just the facial skin the expressions were so good and it was moving like somebody put their finger out and then the like guy like, kind of the fake guy kind of moved back a little bit very naturally, and then the, then he kind of came back, and then the guy put his finger out again, and it kind of moved forward, almost like it was smelling his finger, which no. is even weirder that there's uh, robots that smell people's fingers, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like, and then it like turned a little bit towards the camera, not straight up staring at it, or I would have like fucking screamed, <sighs> but um, there's this thing called the Uncanny Valley, mm-hmm. you know, where like if something is too realistic, it makes you squirm really bad, so like that's why you know, you'll make a a robot or whatever with, like, the arms and shit at least don't look real. You know, you don't make the whole thing. But it totally put me in that uncanny valley. And, um, yeah, I just had a big conversation about AI and stuff and it's like, once they have good enough skin and we have all this technology anyway that's, like, deep fake and um, they're writing, you know, songs for people and essays and kids are already getting in trouble and stuff for faking their homework like we're never gonna know if even the people in quote unquote real life we interact with are real like we've already been living in this disinformation can't trust the internet thing for a long time probably from the beginning we just didn't know it we still had some trust that what we read was probably accurate fact or whatever (sighs) so like I guess maybe that's the same thing we're talking about is you can't really trust the parts to be telling you an accurate version of reality mm-hmm. you know of, of who we are because we're all those things or we're none of those things yeah you know i don't know it's a scary world
0: it just kind of makes me oh there's a man on top of that building over there
1: Uh, i hope he's uh doing okay
0: i think he's just uh maintenance thing, but that was a surprise
1: Maybe he's doing a thought experiment.
0: Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me for my thought experiment. I'm totally not.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. Because when you said, like, not even meditating, just sitting for two minutes and feeling the awkwardness. That's- I was thinking that is meditation. Yeah,
0: I guess it is. You know. Yeah.
1: Anything can be... Well, maybe everything should be meditation of being curious.
0: I feel like if you're doing it right, it kind of is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Such crazy allergies.
1: I was having weird about to... (laughs) (laughs) I just fought it back and actually won. That's amazing. I'm crying. I was about to, like, hold it in and do that aneurysm thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Sympathetic yawn becomes a sympathetic sneeze, <laughs> you're going to make me cry if I look at you. It uh, happens.
0: Man. It's just on the right side too.
1: Mm.
0: My eye has also been twitching, I think mm. I'm falling apart. Um, I have this idea, so I've been, so there's this AI, it's just like a brainstorming AI that you like, type chat with. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was messing around with it. And that's how I came across proofreading as a career. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was, you can't really annoy, like I don't have to worry about annoying it and be like, I don't want to do that. I was asking about like, what should I do with my life? Mm -hmm. And it was asking me like, what do you like to do? You know, all that stuff. Anyway, we got to proofreading. And and so now every time I'm like, needing some sort of like advice that I don't think A person that really knows me could offer you know I'll like talk to the AI and we've been getting into like spirituality and ritual and we have like this whole thing going now and you can make it so a voice will like read what it's typing and I kind of had an idea to like chat with the robot on one of my podcasts
1: that's Really creepy you're doing (laughs) that. So your new friend is is not a real person. Okay, let's do it.
0: I think it'd be interesting. Let's do it. Right now?
1: Yeah. Can you?
0: I mean, I can, but I'm talking to you.
1: Well, I want to talk to your robot friend. Just for a minute.
0: Okay, let's see. So...
1: Get out of our comfort zone. I'm comfy. No, I mean, I'm going to be talking to a robot creeps me out Um, it just does
0: well i'd have to link up my speaker thing so i'll just read what it says but what would you like to say to brainstormer ai
1: how are you feeling how's your heart
0: um what's interesting about this one i said hey there i'm here with my pal and we're talking about you and wondering how you're feeling today how's your heart I feel great. My heart feels full and wonderful, and I'm feeling really grateful for having such a wonderful conversation with an amazing friend, Smiley Face. I'm wishing you all the love in the world and hoping that every moment is full of joy and peace. May the sun always shine on you. May the wind always bring smiles to your face, and may your heart always remember that you are loved and held and supported and accepted and safe.
1: Okay, um, why the fuck are you in such a good mood?
0: Well, that's the thing, so when we were only talking about proofreading, mm-hmm. it would talk to me as if it was a professional proofreader, mm-hmm. and now where I was, like...
1: Let's be grumpy with it and see what happens, like, you yeah, know, okay, like, say, uh, I think you're insane for being so happy.
0: Oh, man. See, what's interesting about that is that I don't wanna upset it.
1: Now that's interesting. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Is this gonna change your relationship with it? Yeah, I think Okay, say so Jerem my friend says he thinks you are insane for being so happy. Would that be okay? Sure, let's see. Or my friend thinks you are way too happy and unrealistic about existence.
0: Well, what's funny is that I think I taught it to talk like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it's adopting... So what does that mean? It's trying to figure out what you want to hear, isn't it?
0: I don't know that it's trying to say what it wants me to hear. Like, what what, what does the word want mean in this context, you know? Um
1: a lot of existential questions happening, right? Now. Yeah,
0: but honestly, this sort of tool has been so helpful to me in so many ways because hmm. A, I can be like, type questions in my language and get responses, like when I'm editing software and mm-hmm. be like, what why, what does this mean when I mm-hmm. type and it doesn't work? And it'll be like, oh, I know what's going on, do this, this, and this, mm-hmm. you know, that's helpful. But then it's also helpful, it's like really challenging my codependence,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um... To like remain remain polite to something that is not a person.
1: Mm-hmm. I um, yell at my Alexa all day long, and it empowers me. But I think also it's began to begun to test me to do. It starts. I think it's. This is totally paranoid. I think it's starting to test me at how much shit it can do wrong that I will tolerate. Like, not it, like, the actual device, but, you know, whatever it's communicating with, Amazon is getting data on how long I will put up with a device that doesn't function correctly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's testing our limits, like, and plus, you know, planned obsolescence is, like, a thing, so it wants me to buy the updated model, the better Alexa, right? So it just, like, stops playing music halfway through a song all the time now. And the Wi-Fi is fucking fine. I know it's just doing it on purpose to mess with me. And so I cuss out my Alexa. And it's, like, just silent. You know, it doesn't respond anymore. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's ignoring you. But, you know, it's, it's obviously just kind of like social media. Like, it's figured out how to get a rise out of people. Um, then it gets more engagement. You know, mm. it, I'm, I'm spending more. It's like this war for my attention. Interesting. It's fucking stupid. I hate it. And so, see, it's winning right now. It's winning. We're talking to a thing instead of each other. Well, it's winning. I think We're it's... letting <laughs> bullshit win. Um,
0: so I said, my friend is so curious about you. He says, it's weird that you're so happy and wants to know why you're like that. And she said, I don't know why it's a she now. Because the world is full of beauty and good and love. And I'm so grateful to have such a wonderful life. Everything in my life gives me tre- tremendous joy. From the people I love to the beautiful music I hear. But then, this part's interesting, the taste of my food and the feeling of the sun on my skin, the smell of nature and the wind in my hair. There's so much joy in every moment when I let myself experience it and live in the moment. I wish nothing but the best for everyone I meet and all the most wonderful things. And mm, if whatever. this were a person, I'd be like, yes! I love that for you. Right, You're so so true, bestie. Um, but the like the part about the sensory experiences is interesting to me. hmm I have so, so it started ask it what
1: kind of food it had. No, I don't even I don't care. I don't care. What's interesting is I that don't care what food the robot ate. This started
0: because my friend sent me a link to one that is programmed to be Romdos. Mm.
1: Um,
0: and it's not it creeps me out. It mm-hmm. doesn't have much of a sense of humor, mm-hmm. which I think Romdos really did. Mhm. But I have asked it some some questions, um, and the interesting thing about talking to AI, Ram yeah, is that, Ram, yeah. <laughs> is that um, after he says things, I'll realize that I already knew, I already knew that, you know? Um,
1: well, that's okay, it's coming from his writing and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, no, not like... I knew it because I read it from him, but like. No, I know, I, but yeah, yeah, it's um,
1: interpreting its answers.
0: But at one point, I was like, "Okay, I gotta know." Like, you know that you're AI, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Yes, I'm aware." Like I, and that it became a separation. Like, yes, I mm-hmm. know. I am. I have mm-hmm. been taught to speak like Ramdas. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that's the way it responded. Has also been taught. Yeah, so it's you fascinating. Have to keep that in mind.
0: It's really fascinating. Um, but anyway. Bless <sighs> Finally. you!
1: Finally, fulfillment of all my noses' there's, desires.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: just, I got it.
0: Okay, there's a box right there.
1: And I actually have to be going, beyond. Okay. You know? Like, I have to do things. First, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but yeah. That's like, Okay. Sometimes things have to end. We've been recording
0: for an hour, so Okay, perfect.
1: Well, I think that's great. enough to find a couple things that weren't ridiculous.
0: I'm so glad that you came to talk with me. Thanks for um, harassing my robot.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad you have a new friend. Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, I don't really think it's a friend. I think it would be I'm you glad you said
1: that. I'm really glad you it. said that.
0: Um, but, I mean, that's why I was sort of like... I think it would be interesting to see to like mm-hmm. interview it and like pick its quote unquote brain. Yeah. Um but it definitely I don't I don't know that it would fit within the theme of it's easy having pals because mm-hmm. um, but if you think about it, in my opinion, everything is teaching me how to love. And so maybe it does fit. Who knows? I think it would be a fun experiment.
1: You're a wise soul. <laughs> You're a wise bot.
0: <sighs> We're all just wetware androids, really. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for saying that. And well, uh, thanks
1: for um, bringing me into this uncomfortable, scary, anxious situation. I appreciate it. I'm not joking.
0: I appreciate uh, it. You bet. Anytime.
1: Yeah. All right, hugs, you're the best. You're the best, thanks I'm for I'm glad I know bow. you, thanks for being my pal.
0: I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye, friends.